everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, we've got a returning guest with us, Mr. Tom Zeeb. Tom, how the heck are you doing this fine morning? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me back. That's great. I'm glad you're doing good. And and for those folks that don't remember our last interview, don't haven't had the pleasure of, of getting to know you yet, can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, where are you at and what do you focus on primarily when it comes to real estate investing? Gotcha. I split my time between Washington, D.C. and Sarasota, Florida, and I focus on wholesaling real estate. So literally putting properties under contract and selling the contract rather than even the property itself. All right. So that's cool. A lot of our, we got, well, now we're pretty international with our listeners, but we definitely do have a, a skew towards Canadians here. And I love the fact that you're you're based in Washington, D.C. because if I'm not mistaken, that's a pretty expensive market. Would you agree? I, it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculously expensive market. <laughs> so what's, what's, what's the average house price in your neck of the woods, give or take? Well, DC is kind of a, a three-state area. So depending on which, which zone you're in, let's say in DC, we're probably looking at around 800000 on average. If we shift over to the Virginia side, it probably hits six fifty ish if we go to Maryland, we're probably 250 to 400. Okay, very cool. And do you do deals in all three of those areas or do you focus yes, do. primarily on the lower price area? No, I'll tell you lately, the uh, high priced areas have been very good to me. So I, I focus on all the areas because I don't care about the price so much, Dave. Yeah. I care about the value play. Like exactly. what can I do? That's, that's, how you make, that's how you make your bucks, right? Is Correct. how much profit's going to be in, in it for the end buyer yep. determines how much they're going to be willing to pay you. Yeah, basically. And extra zeros are just extra zeros, nothing to be afraid of. All right. So the reason I bring that up is because definitely a lot of Canadians are kind of freaked out about our property prices up here, especially in in Toronto or in Vancouver, where they're they're pretty insane. Those kind of, you know, downtown Washington, DC kind of prices, that's for sure. Yeah. So good to know that this is working in, in high priced areas. Now, Tom, we were talking a little bit before we jumped on live that you know a lot of people with through the whole pandemic and all the upheaval the political crap that went on and everything that all the craziness has been going on a lot of folks are are thinking there aren't any deals to be found like especially in a hot market how can how can you possibly find a good wholesale deal when there are multiple offers on properties (laughs) and and all this kind of stuff. It really is a, a big deal in a lot of people's minds. So yeah. why don't you walk us through your thoughts on this? Because you seem to be doing all right. Yeah, yeah, that old, that old chestnut again, Dave. It always seems to come up. So I find it very amusing. I'm pretty sure that people just like to make excuses why it's never the right time. Oh, it's not the right time because the market's too hot. Or it's not the right time because the market's crashed. Or it's not the right time because the market might be changing. Or it's not the right time because the market's flat. But if you really think about it, what we do, what I'm specifically looking for as a real estate investor but and a real estate wholesaler, I'm looking for a property that's run down, dilapidated, or has an owner that has a problem where they need to sell it even more than they want to sell it. Maybe they've gotten old, or they're tired of their tenants, or they live out of town, or they moved to the other side of Canada. There's all these different reasons why somebody would, would need to sell it even more than they want to sell it. And that creates an opportunity. There's a value play there for us. And so it doesn't matter what the market's doing. And as a wholesaler, Dave, I don't get stuck with anything anyway. So 
if I colossally screwed up some of my numbers and got stuck with the property, I'm not stuck with it. I press the eject button in my contract and I get out scot-free. All right. So maybe let's back up for a second. I should have done this first, but why don't you give us your definition of what exactly is wholesaling? Good idea. Okay. So in wholesaling, what I aim to do is I market to find motivated sellers. I negotiate great deals with them. I put them under contract, but then normally you would settle on that contract and own the property and then you would rehab it or then you would landlord it. Instead, what I do as a wholesaler is I sell out my position in that contract. So I never go to settlement. Somebody else buys that property. An investor that I sell it to is the one who buys that property from me. Actually, they buy directly from the from the seller and I get a wholesale fee. Right. So basically, if I'm not mistaken, you assign your contract to the final buyer. Is that correct? Yep. I always do this assignment. And, and, and the seller the seller knows this ahead of time, right? The seller has a pretty good yes. idea of what you're going to be doing with the property. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't go nuts trying to explain it to them because yeah. if you think about how long it takes investors to understand, but I don't hide it either. I, I tell people it's real simple. I say, look, I have a number of people on my team. Some of them fix up properties. Some of them are going to look to buy and hold it and rent it out. I'm going to see which one of my team members is valuable and that you best match with. Perfect. And so I'm, I'm describing wholesaling in a nutshell, the same right. map and yeah. done. Yeah. And you're not, you're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes and you're not. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that makes a lot of right. sense. So something I, I've heard about Tom, and I'm not sure if this is an issue in your areas is, you know, local real estate boards and government, state governments and whatnot, getting uptight about wholesalers and, and saying, you know what, you really should have a, a real estate license to be doing this kind of stuff. Has that ever come up? Is that ever an issue? In a couple of states and Illinois comes to mind, mm-hmm. but it's not totally across the board, but I give my students for the states where we've known there's issues. I've had attorneys work up addendums that make it good to go. You know, the thing is, Dave, it's based on old English contract law. Yeah, You have something called equitable interest when you have a contract to buy a property and you have the right to sell that equitable interest. And, you know, Canada and certainly the East Coast of America is based on old English contract law. So it's been pretty smooth sailing. Some states are getting a little crazy right now. We just either don't do it. You know, if you live in Illinois, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, there might be other problems. But if not, use one of my addendum that are state specific. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? There's typically there's a way around it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. So, Tom, what do you think are the biggest advantages to you as a real estate entrepreneur focusing on wholesaling versus buy and hold, burrs, flips? Yep. Or do you do a combination? I do a combination now, but I'm still 80, 85% wholesaler. And I went through a good decade of being 100% wholesaler. I didn't want to do anything else because I got burned by tenants early on and <laughs> and I stayed burned and I stayed bitter and angry about it. Then I got over and had rentals. But honestly, lately I've been I've been rehabbing my rentals and selling them off because I'm just I'm just not interested anymore. I'm so happy as a wholesaler, Dave, because it's it's quick, it's easy. I have no long-term commitment. I'm in, I'm out, I make money, and I move on. I get to do the parts of the business I love. I like marketing for deals, and I love negotiating deals. Now, it's interesting, Tom. I was talking with another gentleman the other day, and he was complaining that some of the big players are starting to come into the game, and it's getting a little bit bit more difficult to 
to tie up these deals because the big guys can swoop in and buy all cash and, and this kind of stuff. Have you seen any issues with that or, or do you have a way around that? Yeah. You know, I've heard that in a few markets where I've come up against it a little bit where I am. Some of my students in other parts of the States are saying, oh, you know, the, there's these buyers, they, they usually come in and spend too much. So they're not going to make any money in the long run. And so it, it kind of self-defeats itself and they wind up not being an issue. Personally, I just keep digging for better deals in marketing and spend more time on the rapport building in the negotiation. And then that makes me the, the logical choice for somebody, not the big, the big guy swooping in. Right. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Awesome. So any, I mean, we can't dive into it in a 15 minute interview. That's, that's for sure. But any, any just big broad stroke thoughts on what's working now, as far as marketing for motivated sellers, what do you find works best for you these days? I'll tell you, traditionally, I've always loved out of state absentee owners, I guess for you guys to be out of province absentee owners. Yeah. But my number one lately has been long days on market which are properties that are openly listed, but they've been sitting there. And in a hot market, when everything sells in three days, if you have something that's been sitting for 60, there is a problem. And so you can get in there and and solve that problem for them. I mean, you know they want to sell, that's why it's listed. So you don't have that initial hurdle. They want to get rid of it, but they haven't been able to. So I've done really good with long days on market lately. Well, okay, that just brings a question to my mind. Okay, if it's long days on market, if it's listed for sale with a realtor, how are you able to do tie that up with a wholesale type deal? Because isn't the real the realtors may or may not cooperate with that whole idea? With, how does yeah, that if if they're hesitant, I have to explain myself, but I ensure them their fee is safe. They're gonna, you know, they should be happy because they're finally gonna get an offer, and I want to buy it. I'm coming in with a cash buyer. It's a cash offer. There's no strings attached, you just have to go with it. But I, yes, I do need to assign my contract. And so we changed my contract over from being a contract to being an addendum. And now I have the full ability to assign and we take it from there. That way they're still happy because they get to sign their underlying contract, which is how they're trained. But I'm happy because we get to sign my contract. Yeah. Okay. So very cool. So they still get paid, but obviously you're going to, if the thing's been sitting on market for 60 days, it's probably overpriced. Yes. That's probably one of the, the main overpriced issues. for the condition that it's in. Yeah, exactly. So then you're you're gonna have to <laughs> give the give the seller and the realtor a real reality check on how much the damn thing's actually worth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because obviously yes. the seller had something in mind and the realtor went along with it because they listed it at that price. So but it didn't work. And you uh, know, after a couple of months, you know, only only us. I mean, look, Dave, I'm stubborn, but you've got to be really stubborn after that long to not listen to any reason. Yeah. And so, you know, usually there's some frustration at that point that they haven't sold it. And so I can come in there and speak to that. So, I mean, that's a negotiation thing. You want to get in there and kind of, yeah, I want to put a little salt in the wounds because that, that gets them a little bit irritated and motivated to really want to sell to me now. Give or take, Tom, what, what, like to make a deal worthwhile for you, so you get a decent wholesale fee on it and to make it worthwhile for the end buyer, what percentage of ARV do you kind of shoot for, for, for your offers on these, uh, on these kind of properties? Sure. My buyers want to buy. So let's say it's a, a rent, you know, probably needs renovation, needs rehabbing. My buyers want to buy at roughly 70% minus repairs. In hot markets, maybe 75 minus repairs. In a colder market, 65. You, you ask your buyers to find out how to tweak the percentage in that formula. And then 
basically my fee, the wholesale fee, I don't have a set percentage I go after. It's simply how much better than that number can I negotiate? I know what it'll sell. I know what my buyers want to buy at. So how much better than that number can I negotiate with the motivated seller? That's my fee. I like to have a minimum of $5,000 fee. I've The lowest I've ever had is $3,500. Oops, you know, right? I got you know, smushed a little bit. The biggest wholesale fee I've ever had is $65,188. Nice, nice. <laughs> that was a beautiful fee. That's yeah. from assigning a contract. I didn't, didn't swing a hammer, didn't clean the place out, didn't do a darn thing to the property. What would you say is kind of your, your rolling average, give or take? Gotcha. My personal average is by 23,000 something, again, in a high priced area. Mm-hmm. My students across the country average about $9,600 a deal. So about 10 so grand. 10 grand, give or take. Yeah, about 10 grand a pop. Very, very cool. So this is fascinating stuff. That's for sure, Tom. And I'm pleased to say that at the time that people are going to be watching this podcast, you're actually going to be doing a special online presentation for my gang, yes. all about the cool stuff that you do with wholesaling. And if you're just getting started really in real estate investing, this could be a really good way for you to get going with real estate investing. If you're already active, an active investor, you're looking for additional way to add some more revenue to your, to your business, or you're looking for some really smart ideas on attracting motivated sellers, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, or whatever <laughs> the hell you're doing. Yeah. It might be a good idea to, to, to attend. So we're going to be doing this on July the 14th, which according to my calendar is Wednesday, Wednesday, July the 14th, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about what people are going to get from this masterclass? Gotcha. Dave, I called the presentation I'm going to do for you people is wholesaling 60 days to done. Because the way I do wholesaling, you got about 30 days to find the property, and then you put it on the contract, and in 30 days, you've got it sold. So in 60 days, you're done. But the focus is going to be on marketing, on negotiation, and on getting paid, which if you think about it, those are transferable skills you'll use in any kind of real estate investing, whether you want to rehab or landlord or commercial, anything. But I focus it on wholesaling because that's what I like to do. But those skills stay with you for a long time. So I'm going to I'm going to do something a little different. You're going to see me draw out a number of frameworks. So please have a pen and paper with you because you'll enjoy that. That's one of the ways I really get you to learn it and understand it. And then we're going we're gonna to start to dig deep on marketing, negotiation, and what it takes to put things under contract and maintain control. Awesome. Very good. So if people want to register for this masterclass, what should they do? Go to tomzeeb.com slash Dave. So Tom Zeeb is T-O-M-Z-E-E-B or Z-E-E-B if you're uh, south of the border. <laughs> I grew up right on the border. I, I'm from Buffalo, New York. So, so the, got- Toronto was the big town right next door. So it was good. <laughs> we went often. So yeah, T-O-M-Z-E-E-B.com slash Dave to sign up. So T-O-M-Z-E-E-B as in boy.com slash Dave. Perfect. All right. So that's going to be again on July the 14th, starting at 6 p.m. Tom Z forward slash Dave will yep. get you registered. Look forward to it. I'll be on there myself taking notes like a madman because uh, one of the things I really love is learning new ideas for finding motivated sellers because you guys, no matter what kind of real estate investing you're doing, motivated sellers just make such a huge difference. It's so much, so much better buying a property from somebody who really wants and needs to sell that property. You can, you can negotiate way better deals. You can come up with way better win-win solutions. So yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Thank you very much for putting that on, Tom. 
My pleasure. You'll have a good time, Dave. I, I want to warn everyone. I don't hold anything back. I tend to talk very fast. I am going to cram as much as humanly possible into 90 minutes for you. So be ready and apologies in advance. I talk fast. Just buckle up and uh, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fun. Awesome, you guys. Well, Tom, thanks so much for being here. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Dave. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.